1: This is Eric Cohn, the Deputy Editor and Chief Critic of IndieWire, and while I won't be on this special Emmys edition of Screen Talk, I did want to let you know that it's being sponsored by FX Networks, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, for Emmy consideration, outstanding limited series in all categories. Content for Television Academy members is available at fxnetworks.com fyc. Michael, I can't believe that this is our third episode of Screen Talk Emmy version. Emmy
0: edition, yes. And thank you. uh, (laughs) Good to be back in in your uh, palacious uh, studio.
1: (laughs) So basically, I want to ask you a couple questions before we get into our category this week, which is going to be comedy series. Uh Uh, So uh, rev your your engines there, but. I want to know what you think of some of the changes. There's just been a lot of news around HBO. They've uh, they've canceled some shows. They've hired. They've gotten rid of Michael Lombardo. They've gotten uh, this new comedy guy in, who you can tell us a little more about. What's going on over there?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting times at HBO. Uh, you know, so, so Casey Bloys, like you mentioned, has taken over as head of entertainment at, at the network. And, uh, you know, they've had quite a few stumbles lately. Uh, vinyl, which had been renewed for season two, suddenly is pulled off the table. You know, Terrence Winter, who was the showrunner for season one, just isn't returning or wasn't going to return. They brought in some new folks, just wasn't working out. Not a lot of heat around that show. Critics just trashed it, so decided to cut their losses smartly, by the I way. I agree. Uh, you know, it was that,
1: not going anywhere. It's
0: damaged goods, and it also is a reminder of the previous administration now. And if you're Casey Bloys, you've got to start fresh. you got to start new. And, and, and he's
1: allowed to make some cuts. He's allowed to throw some things out if yeah. he wants to. And
0: he has been quite a bit. Uh, you know, Again, they they've had so much in development over the past couple of years. They've been sitting on... What feels like hundreds of scripts doing nothing with them, and they
1: don't put them in turnaround, no. which I think is sort of sinful. They
0: just sit there and sit there, and and it's good stuff. The problem is they've got too much good stuff, but that means that maybe their development has lacked a little bit of focus. That that maybe instead of trying to do too much, how about laser focus on a couple of really amazing things? And I hope that's what they're going to start to do now. And that's honestly going to be you know my my first sort of uh, you know piece of advice for for Casey is just laser focus it. You know HB should have a couple of things that, they're, you know, uh, weirdly take a page from FX, to tell you the truth. You know, FX took a page from, from HBO when it started, but now it kind of feels like FX is so much more laser-focused with the kind of development that it does. It knows what it is. It knows what it wants to do. It does a handful of projects. You know, puts those things into pilot and then pretty much picks them up. And and some of them still don't work. You know, this is TV. You're you're not going to bat 100. It's just not going to happen. But, you know, it does feel like they at least have have a couple of things that they really sort of put all of their energy behind, and it works. Something so- like
1: vinyl seemed to be an example of putting all your all stars in one basket. Oh, we've got Scorsese. Oh, we've got you know Winter. Oh, we've got Mick Jagger, and and finally, it, what they didn't have. W- was a, a
0: focused show. Yeah, and that's what you find with the, too many of these shows that don't work is that, you know, people want to be in business with big names, and and then even if the product doesn't turn out the way you want, well, you got these big names, so what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to put it on. You know, Showtime's kind of dealing with that right now with uh, their new show, Roadies uh, from Cameron Crowe, really which has not gotten good reviews, and it's kind of the same thing. You had an amazing, you know, talk about producers, Cameron Crowe, J.J. Abrams, Winnie Holtzman, uh, you know, who did Winnie wicked but also my so-called life great that, writer. that's 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 a power trio right there so you know that, that should work. But hey, you know what? Not everything works. And unfortunately when, when you're sort of committed to something like that, you just gotta still keep going full speed ahead and hope that it irons irons itself out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Well
1: HBO is going to continue to do very well and they did well with the T C A nominations this morning they had uh, a total of twelve nominations, with your friends uh, at FX coming in close with eleven, and Netflix following with with six. Um, but. I- what, uh, when I talk about the Oscars uh, a show like uh, getting a big gr- group of nominations from a place like the TCA's you know, like the Critics' Choice Awards or the Golden Globes which are basically critics, who, who if you want to call them that, who are voting <laughs> quote um, unquote critics
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood journalists yes. from overseas um, basically though the, these they have an impact, they create a kind of winning momentum I know it's a smaller number of, of titles and, and the material is easier to ingest there's so much volume on the TV side but doesn't this move the needle for some of these shows like Mr. Robot or the you know
0: Well, I think, you know, the thing is, for most of these shows, the needle has already been moved. Uh, You know, the the debate, of course, has always been, you know, critics and and what kind of impact they have with tune in, but also with awards. And for the most part, we already know how the critics feel about most of these shows. Uh, You know, the reviews have been out for months. And and so to some degree, maybe the reason why it doesn't work as well on the TV side is, is partly because, Uh, You know, these are shows that are mostly returning that, you know, everyone sort of already has a pretty good idea of where they stand with the critics. And the TCA Awards... Uh, they're they're great awards. They're fun. I go every year, but they're also a very small event. They're not televised, so there's not a lot of real recognition out there in the public about Who them. Who
1: are these people, and how many of them are there?
0: So it's the Television Critics Association, of which I'm a member. Uh, you know, generally the TCA is uh, you know sort of known mostly for its twice a year press tours in January and, and in July. And which so, they
1: do get a lot of coverage for. Yeah,
0: which you know, a lot goes on because every show goes through, and it's a big uh, dog and pony show. Uh, you know, unveiling their wares, showing their you know bringing out their producers and stars, but so the TV Critics Association uh, Awards happens every summer in the in July, and uh, you know it's it's a small event, uh, only winners are are invited, so there's not a lot of people who even show up. Uh, it's it's uh, in a ballroom, it's very small, very collegial, off the record, uh, and it's it's a nice award, but it's not one that you know gets a lot of attention. So I think that's partly why. Uh, maybe it doesn't have much of an impact on the Emmys. But also, you know, again, with the Emmys, campaigning is still a relatively new thing. It's only been maybe in the past decade or so that sh- campaigning has really gone over the top, and people have started really paying attention to, you know, how other things impact it and, and how events impact it. And so I mean, I that's why... I am
1: wondering if they're going to borrow some pages from, from the other award seasons, because if you could turn... I'm not saying they should, and I'm not saying I want them to, but just looking at how things work if you did make, you know, the Critics' Choice Awards are already a bigger deal than they were 10, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah. And and you could do that with the TCAs.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and and I think that, you know, they tried in the past, but for whatever reason, didn't get anywhere. And what's interesting is, you know, the the Broadcast uh, uh, Film Critics Association, you know, they created the Broadcast Television Critics Association a couple of years ago and a whole separate awards show, remember the TV okay, Critics' they put
1: Choice. Them together. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and they uh, for the past couple of years they did it in June because they thought, okay, here you go. Let's let's emulate the and film it had model. Had no impact. Had no impact. And, wow. And, and as a matter of fact, no ratings as well. So, so they
1: put it back with the other. So one. they
0: combined the two, but that means now the, the critics' choice, not to be confused with the TCA, is in January, and so it has even less impact on the Emmys. Interesting. So.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be. I keep thinking that they're going to evolve in some ways, or that the the campaigners are going to figure out that they can, you know, create events that will help their candidates. That's part of what. You know, needs to happen. on yeah. some Yeah. Well, maybe it's we need to start our own award show. Oh God!
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's add another one to the mix. Why not?
1: All right. So uh, that's not happening. So let's let's get into the comedy. Um, so on, for example, um, CW's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did get nominated uh, by by the TCAs, and we're looking at a long, long list of candidates to break into uh, the top seven. Um, and do you think crazy? Is the ex-girlfriend has a chance?
0: I mean, I think think it has somewhat of a shot. Uh, You know, so it won the Golden Globe this year for for Rachel Bloom, who is fantastic, who's who's such a likable, uh, gregarious, uh, you know, fun find, uh, you know, who sings, dances, does it all, and, uh, you know, does a nice little show. I say little on purpose because it's one of the lowest rated shows on television and broadcast television. Um, So, you know, a lot of people don't watch it on traditional TV. They watch it. They catch it on Hulu or what have you. Uh, but, But the biggest problem for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is that you know it's a young skewing show on a young skewing network so it all depends the makeup of the voters these days. Oh, skewing. Yeah. And how many older viewers, A, have heard of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and B, would, you know, sort of venture to vote for a show that's on the CW you'd a network there... that they probably don't watch.
1: Agreed. But y- you'd think that there would be a kind of showbiz affinity, uh, a recognition of the originality of the show, how, how unique it is, how unusual, how brave it yeah. really is. Yeah.
0: Again, if they know about it. So that's going to be the big question. I think last year... We we were all expecting more for Jane the Virgin because that, that was a show with a lot of heat. Uh, was also quirky, different, also kind of had some fun with the industry, you know, with a fake telenovela on it. Uh, it was diverse. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, just so charming, again, just like Rachel Bloom, uh, and it won the Golden Globe. But yet, it didn't get a nomination at the Emmys. So is that is the same fate about to befall Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, or is it different? Is Is this just... Slightly different? Does it have a little more heat? Uh, is, is it, uh, does it break the form even more? Perhaps. Uh, and honestly, I would give it a little more of an edge than maybe Jane the Virgin last year.
1: Well, all right. So there's seven slots, and a couple shows are not going to be eligible this year.
0: Yeah, so let's go through who won last year. So in the 2014-2015 you know, season, the nominees were Veep, which, real quick. Which will win. Talk about Veep. will not only be nominated, but will win. So let's just, you Great know, with you there. It's, yeah. And this
1: season has just been extraordinary. It's been fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, even with a whole fresh new group of uh, producers including, uh, you know, David Mandel, the new executive producer showrunner who replaced uh, Armando Iannucci, uh, you know, picked up right where Armando left off without a beat. Uh, didn't even and take a beat. And the characters
1: are still there. Yeah. It's still really whip smart.
0: Love what they did this year. Uh, you know, in sort of, you know, dragging out this whole campaign to keep uh, Selena Meyer as president. And yeah, they they decided not to just you know
1: Hugh Laurie is hilarious. Hugh Laurie
0: too. as the ultimate uh, you know. <laughs> to,
1: there's that scene where that spoiler alert where they actually they hate each other and then it turns out there's a, a sexual charge. Right,
0: right. <laughs> So, so it, you know, all all signs point to her returning to the vice presidency next year. Of course, the show is called Veep, so you knew it wasn't going to last. But I'm glad that they really took the time and had some fun with this whole de- you know the the campaign to save her presidency and and the whole electoral college issue. And it's been kind of interesting watching all of that as we go through our own presidential campaign this year. And then the the B storyline of uh, Jonah Ryan, you know the the b- TV's biggest douchebag, played excellently by Tim. Timothy Simons, uh, you know, running and unexpectedly winning a, a seat in Congress uh, in New Hampshire. has been a fun storyline, too. So, yeah, again, Veep, no doubt, uh, wins the award this year. So, so hey, let's just finish talking here. No, well, let's continue. Yeah, well, um, no. no you, yeah. So you,
1: you think Modern so, Family will come? Yeah, they so. Want, they, were, they were part of it last year, right?
0: Modern Family won... Five years in a row So last year was the first year that they didn't win But of course we're still nominated And Modern Family, it's grandfathered in It will be nominated until that show goes off Give the air Give
1: other people a chance <laughs>
0: That's not how it works it's, That's a show Until they actually say, you know what, we're good We're, we're going to decline nomination Until they actually pull themselves <laughs> out of contention They will be nominated uh, There are just too many voters who know the show you know, it's, I'm sure there's 100% recogni- uh, Recognizability among voters they all know what no, Modern that's, Family that's is, true. and they're going to keep voting on it until the end of time. So that you know that'll be there. It's
1: like a reflexive act. S- yeah. Silicon
0: Valley nominated last year should be back this year. Having still very good. Another
1: still strong season.
0: Excellent season, and it's sandwiched, you know, right there with the Veep and Game of Thrones. So that's that's like
1: currently running. Yeah.
0: H, that's HBO's
1: when's the finale on that one it's
0: this Sunday cool so right during voting so that's that's why it's Perfect. HBO they ought to just call it Emmy Sunday because that's <laughs> that's Sunday Emmy Sunday because that's what they do right now these Emmy Emmy award winning shows so Silicon Valley will be nominated Transparent was nominated last year I think pretty likely to, They'll to back. come back this year although
1: I'd like it, to see Jay Duplass get in there
0: yeah but interestingly uh, Transparent not nominated by the TV Critics Association
1: how do you count for that
0: I think kind of out of sight, out of mind. That's a show that you know was was uploaded to Amazon many months ago, and since then there have been so many other shows that honestly people you know and it's the second year so it had so much heat it was so bro- g- groundbreaking in year one and you know uh, so jeffrey tambor was a revelation playing a uh, a woman transitioning and there was there was so much heat behind that show so year two didn't have quite the same kind of heat but i think it still had enough to be nominated for the emmys and jeffrey tambor will still be nominated this year as well so who-
1: how's the heat to break into this this
0: group well let me finish off who will One. be coming back is unbreakable kimmy schmidt nominated last year right. will be back i mean again that's the power combo of tina fey and robert carlock as Very producers yeah and just you know such a fun show likable shows got a lot of buzz and again it's only recently that it came out so you know people were still watching it and and I think that's a shoe in. So, the two shows that were nominated last year that are ineligible this year because they're no longer on Louis uh, on FX and Parks and Recreation NBC, right. both shows off the air. So, there's room for two, room for two shows this year. So, what will it be? Let's look at some of our.
1: Blackish. Uh,
0: so, Blackish, great show really love that show. Uh, and they had some amazing episodes this year, including a very a, an episode that screamed Emmy, which was their take on Black Lives Matter and police brutality. And how do you talk about this with your family and with your kids, especially if you're an African-American family, but just in general? Uh, do you shield uh, your young kids from what's happening in the headlines, or do you sit them down and have an honest conversation, or is there a... You know, and, and ruin their innocence, or is, is there a middle ground? And the, they, they managed to pull off that episode with a lot of humor a lot of love a, a, a lot of understanding uh, and and uh, you know really graduated to, to being one of the best sitcoms on TV this year
1: and you know someone like Tracy Ellis Ross could get in
0: Anthony Anderson uh, who's also so well known likable he's even hosting a game show right now he's <laughs> hosting ABC's version of to tell the truth so he's everywhere right now so I could definitely see those two uh, you know maybe getting some love as well but uh, you know the show uh, I would definitely put on the short list of, of possibilities.
1: All right, uh, and, and Girls is running out
0: of steam? Girls running out of steam, and there are just too many shows, and, and I just... I thought
1: the last season was very strong, the finale especially. I, 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 I thought it came back a bit last time.
0: That's why it's still a contender, but honestly, not as much as it used to be, and, and I think it's kind of been overshadowed now by some some newer shows. Uh, you know, one show that we should talk about is Master of None, the Aziz Ansari show on Netflix. A lot
1: of buzz on that. A
0: lot of buzz on that. A lot of buzz on him. And uh, I think that, if, if that show's nominated, that's going to say a lot about the changing face of the, the TV Academy body. Uh, younger. You know, they've been trying hard to get that body to get younger and to start voting younger as well. So... Should that, uh, should that get in the mix, then that'll be a good sign that the, the demographics are changing as well. Uh, and, and again, it also is a sign that Netflix is uh, re- continues to gain in power and is sort of rivaled only by HBO in terms of the, the kind of budget that it has to uh, market these shows. So
1: you would give Master of None the advantage in terms of acclaim and buzz and attention over new shows like Catastrophe and Casual?
0: Yeah and you know Master and Nun is a new show as well so you know put that in in the mix um you know Casual the problem with Casual is is you know it's it's still a smaller show on Hulu, Hulu. it doesn't have the the kind of uh, big attention that some of the other titles have from the streaming services uh catastrophe i'd probably say the same i I think a few more people know catastrophe and it got a lot of great press it's on amazon it's a great romantic comedy i also think there's a little bit of confusion about casual and catastrophe because let's face it they sound similar when you say casual Mm. catastrophe one's on hulu one's on amazon which is which quick do you know which uh service casual is on
1: Casuals on Hulu.
0: Okay, good. Well, you know, but you do you do this for a living. I think there's a lot of people who are confused. <laughs> Catastrophe is that on Hulu? Is that on Amazon? I don't well, know. Yeah, maybe so.
1: it's partly my indie background. I mean, it's it's Jason Reitman. It's Sandra Lehman, the son of Michael Lehman. It's very sexy. It's very Hollywood. It's, it's sort of like Transparent in some ways. It's very much about siblings and family. Right, but and but tra- tra- people trying to to get their sex sex lives together. Their sex
0: on. Well, Transparent though has a. Obvious hook whereas Casual less so so I think you know Catastrophe even has a nice hook which is this unexpected pregnancy that puts these two strangers together and they start a relationship in the UK And, and so you can quickly say that in one word what that show is so you know if if it was catastrophe versus casual probably catastrophe gets a little bit of a leg up but
1: so if we're doing all of those the ones that aren't going to get anywhere are mozart in the jungle which is sort of past its prime, Well, I guess. you know,
0: interestingly, won the Golden Globe, but a show that... Very
1: well-liked.
0: Very well-liked, but I think is still not well-known yeah. in the larger community. Uh, because, again, Golden Globes, remember, that's a very small group. Uh, and, and it's also a...
1: Idiosyncratic. Yeah,
0: and, and, and it's an international group, and they're looking at shows differently. And so
1: Gaia, Garcia Bernal is somebody they
0: like. Bingo. Bingo. So. All right. Um, the so,
1: grinder I, 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 that has to be sort of low end. Well, grinder
0: was canceled, so you know it's it's unfortunately got the, the stench of cancellation on it. So that's unlikely. Fresh off the a boat. Love fresh off the boat. That's a great show, but you know it, it's it's probably doesn't quite have the same kind of visibility uh, from from you know, certain standpoints as some of these other shows. You're so the Worst? Same thing. I, you're, I would put You're the Worst in the same boat as, as Fresh Off the Boat, which is a lot of great critical <laughs> acclaim, um, but probably not uh, not a big enough show um, interesting enough, uh, but you know, again, these are all shows. This is why there should be more than seven nominees, Anne. I
1: think this list is <laughs> like 20 long, yeah. I mean, if, if not more. We
0: haven't even talked about the Chuck Lorre shows. I mean, Mom is is, is a show that tries to you know, really be really deep uh, and, and do some interesting things uh, you know, more about the actors, I guess. Yeah, that's more about the actors. Big Bang Theory is a you know big broad comedy that uh, you know definitely the most watched of any of these shows and has you know gotten some love in the past. But
1: Jim Parsons, yeah,
0: but more on the actor side, uh, you know, and uh, wasn't even nominated last year. So you know, and and that's a show that Warner Brothers has been hoping for years would get the award. But you know, now that now that's kind of you know aging, that's it's going to be even tougher for that show to get anything. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of great shows, you know that's you know people say that uh, you know this, this now is the golden age of comedy, even more so than drama. And I think just looking at this list, they're absolutely right. We haven't even mentioned Carmichael's show. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's, there's some great shows, but only seven category, or so, only seven uh, positions uh, in this category.
1: All right, until we meet again, Michael. I mean, by the time we talk again, the uh, ballots will have closed which is on monday the 27th at 10 p.m or some such yeah so so let's put our
0: let's put our money down real quick on uh on uh the comedy category so we have these two open slots like we're talking about so
1: i'm with you uh i'm believing you more than i than i know i'm gonna bet on crazy ex-girlfriend and master
0: of none crazy ex-girlfriend and master of none that's that's uh you know let's let's see
1: All right, and and I'm also going to say that maybe there's a surprise in there. Maybe something, maybe you don't, maybe you're... Received wisdom, conventional wisdom about Modern Family, maybe it goes away.
0: That would be a shock. <laughs> trust me, that'll shows be shows
1: you how much I know. That
0: would be a, like wishful
1: thinking. Trust me,
0: there will be many think pieces. There'll be many <laughs> stories <laughs> written about Modern Family uh, if it's not novel. All the voters
1: are going to say, "Well, other people are going to vote for Modern Family, so I'm going to vote for something else."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hilarity of misunderstandings. All right, all right. Thanks. Next Anne. time.